Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, you would have heard about this from a national perspective and uh, some reporting on it on Live 95 News as well um, yesterday. Locally, the latest inspection reports into maternity hospitals across the country have been published by HICWA. They're the Health Information and Quality Authority and uh, the inspection of University Maternity Hospital Limerick on the Ennis Road uh, revealed um, uh, some difficult findings, including mothers due to give birth being transferred to Cork or Dublin due to a lack of neonatal cots. I'm joined on the line by the Head of Healthcare Regulation for HICWA, Sean Egan. Good morning to you, Sean. Good, good morning, Jay. So, in, in summary, first of all, overall, what did the inspection report from University Maternity Hospital Limerick reveal? Okay, so we conducted a, a very extensive programme of monitoring across the country in all maternity units and hospitals over the last uh, 13 months against the national standards to safer, better maternity services. And these were standards that were uh, developed by HICWA, uh, but were mandated by the Minister for Health and agreed um, as the national standards in 2016. And we, we conducted um, this monitoring programme against 21 of the 45 national standards. Um, and it's the first time that we've obviously um, uh, inspected against these particular standards. And the particular focus that we took uh, with those standards uh, was looking at how each maternity unit hospital was um, organised to manage emergency situations. So we were particularly um, interested in looking at how they dealt with the, the kind of highest risk situations, both in terms of planning the pathway of expectant mothers as they enter the service and also dealing with emergency situations should there arise. From the perspective of Limerick, um, we were actually relatively impressed with what we found um, overall. Um, we found very very high levels of compliance with the national standards. Um, of the 21 national standards um, uh, inspected, 16 of them were found to be compliant and four were substantially compliant. So uh, all but one were either compliant or substantially compliant. And the um, standard that was non-compliant related to the physical infrastructure and environment uh, within which care was provided. So right, okay, um, let's, we... let's break this down a bit now, Sean, because sure. there's a lot in what you're saying there. There's Sean Egan, the head of health care at HICWA, and we specifically want to focus on University Maternity Hospital Limerick. One of the big core issues, as I think you were just mentioning there, was the physical infrastructure at the maternity hospital. And any of us who've been in there, any of us who've a reason to use it, you can see that it is a big concern. Indeed, it's a concern that is flagged by staff and consultants regularly. Um, absolutely. I mean, it's an old facility, as you, as you rightly say, and obviously listeners will be very familiar with the, the um, I suppose, environment that's there. It's, it's uh, a hospital which is a standalone, and um, clearly we're aware that there are intentions to co-locate it to Dora's Oil. Um, clearly that's quite a significant capital investment um, that will be required. But um, I suppose in the, in the interim, there is a requirement to just ensure that um, re- requisite safety measures are in place um, in relation to um, making sure that the environment is um, as good as can be, notwithstanding the fact that there is a, a substantial uh, change required in terms of a new facility, which will take quite a number of years to um, uh, build and, and, and relocate to. Well, in a totally separate um, scenario, I know, but we're still waiting for uh, the unit um, 
that uh, is supposed to go in to help with the emergency department at University Hospital Limerick in Dora Doyle. So I think most people listening this morning think the idea of the maternity hospital being co-located to Dora Doyle is very, very far off indeed. I think an awful lot of children in Limerick in the Midwest will be born before we see that happening. Um, but the inspectors, um, you found that the neonatal unit in the current Ennis Road facility is staffed for 19 cots, but you were informed that the unit operated at 100% of capacity or over and during busy periods accommodated up to 27 babies. Um, that's correct. Um, that there is, I, I think it's fair to say, um, uh, a problem with capacity in relation to neonatal cots nationally. Um, there's a, a, a fairly extensive uh, programme which is, has looked at, I suppose, streamlining and reorganising services and it's been very positive in terms of ensuring that we're getting the very best out of the resources that we have. But it, it is fair to say that at peak times, sometimes it can be running at overcapacity, which is clearly not where we would like to be. And, um, and just a simple question. Where do these little babies go when it's over capacity? Okay, so I, within the unit, um, and I suppose it's, it's one of the, um, the issues uh, with respect to neonatal care, um, uh, in an adult ICU, um, there's only so much space. Um, but in a, in a, a neonatal ICU, um, because the patients who have been treated are smaller, it can, it can be easier to actually physically accommodate people and, and sometimes that can um, lead to a full sense of security in relation to um, the services that are being provided because clearly um, it's not just a, an issue in terms of spacing, albeit that that, it, that is an issue. Right, okay, but well, let's be clear about this now, John. You know, the laws of physics um, remain in place, don't they, at the maternity hospital on the Ennis Road as they do everywhere else on the planet. So what you mean by that is you put um, very small babies closer together to fit more of them you do and, and that's that's what can happen in the neonatal intensive care unit when capacity is exceeded um, i suppose the issue you have is that you, you should be increasing staffing levels to deal with that and that can present problems in terms of uh, dealing with surges such as this um, it's not just unique to limerick it can happen in the other units as well but it is something that needs to be planned for better uh, going forward and presumably there's also a capacity limit to the number of spare neonatal cots that are available at University Maternity Hospital in Limerick. So if that capacity is reached, already over capacity, if you know what I mean, where do people end up going? Okay, so there is a, there's a national programme for um, neonatal care and um, in circumstances such as that, um, there may be a requirement to transfer um, neonates to other um, tertiary centres. Um, the nearest one to Limerick being in Cork, but on occasion there may be a requirement to transfer um, uh, uh, newborns to, to Dublin. There are three units in Dublin as well. So this isn't just a question of pregnant women being moved to Cork or Dublin. In uh, certain instances, it is the uh, babies themselves. Um, it is, and uh, that's not unique. It should be said that, I suppose, the way that services are organised nationally, um, um, on occasion there is a requirement for um, neonates to be transferred from all over the country to these um, big tertiary centres, um, and it's in their best interest that they are transferred um, because the, the level of specialty of care that's required can be provided in that setting. Uh, and we have an extensive programme of transfer. It's been a, a, a real success, I would suggest, in terms of uh, uh, improvements that have been made over the last while. So um, it isn't unusual um, that this would occur. Um, it does occur nationally, but clearly um, you, you would prefer that it didn't have to occur as a consequence of capacity problems locally. 
Yeah. Um, well, look, I, I mean, I'm well aware and lots of people listening, uh, you know, we've had children born there and the staff are phenomenal and an amazing job is done by them. But at the same time, you look at a situation where I think this facility was built in the 60s and designed at that stage to cope with 3,000 births a year. But in recent years, there have been around 4,500 deliveries per year. Sure, and I think uh, it's important to state that um, in terms of the body of work that we've we've uh, done and published reports on, we had a national overview report published yesterday. We've made a series of recommendations at the national level, specifically around a requirement um, uh, at a, a national level to properly plan for a cost and fund the implementation of the national maternity strategy that was also published alongside the national standards. And there is a requirement within that to actually look at the requirements around things like infrastructure over a long period of time um, in order to be able to address many of these recommendations yeah. and really it's right. important that the HSE act on those recommendations. Yeah, Sean Egan is Head of Healthcare at HICWA they're the inspectors and uh, interesting um, calls and texts coming into us. Uh, a mum says that when she was in there for three months and she was told one night please don't go into labour tonight because you'll be shifted to Cork if you do neonatal was full on the night as well. Okay, and, and I think in, in that scenario, I think it just highlights the difficulties that exist in relation to capacity and, and it is something that needs to be properly planned for going forward. Deirdre, who's gone absolutely mad on the phone, 46 uh, this morning, says, surely there's an infection control issue or risk if you have babies that close to each other. Typical, again, children, mothers and babies coming last. And it's not just uh, Limerick Hospital, of course, it serves uh, the rest of the Midwest as well. And I can't disagree. There is a risk associated with uh, um, infection uh, if, if there is overcrowding in units and, and clearly that's why it's a really important issue to address. Yeah. The other thing is that staffing you found to be an issue um, at UMHL as well. Yeah, and, and I suppose... Um, the important thing to, to note within that is that um, the, the staff that we encountered on inspection, uh, it was very clear from the work that they were doing, they were doing a really excellent and professional job. And there's a very good culture within the hospital in terms of quality improvement. I think that's important to note. Um, but there are there are difficulties in terms of staffing, particularly in relation to midwifery um, numbers. Um, this Again, it's not unique to Limerick, but um, it is an issue in this unit as it is in other parts of the country. And what we were finding was that um, services were being maintained. So you know, shifts weren't being dropped, rosters weren't being left short of midwives, but the only reason that was happening was because midwives were working routine overtime. Um, and, and clearly that's not something that should be sustained in the long term. Um, it's a very high-pressured, skilled job, and it's really not the way that we should be planning services. And, and isn't it true that there was also some kind of ad hoc on-call system where one consultant would be available to help out the consultant on-call if the consultant on-call was pulled off on another duty? Okay, well, that's actually not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think if you were to compare um, uh, the, the services that are being provided in Limerick uh, relative to many other services, often you will only have one consultant on call anyway. Um, so, um, uh, you know, in, in services such as Limerick, the fact that there may be a second consultant uh, on site um, is uh, often helpful. Um, but what we identified was there was a benefit in formalising these arrangements um, just to make things a bit clearer in terms of, of uh, availability. But certainly we didn't find any, any risk associated with the level 
levels of on-call um, availability uh, from a consultant perspective, and I think that's important to note. Yeah, Dr Roy Phillip, who we know well here through our Live 95 Helping Limerick Children initiative, has made the point repeatedly that the reason that it is so important uh, that there's co-location to University Hospital Limerick in Tura Doyle is not simply about space. It's not simply about uh, initial even safety, but it is about having what you need to make sure that very vulnerable babies are fully and appropriately cared for within the necessary time frame. Um, absolutely, and I, I couldn't disagree uh, with that. I think it's um, a, uh, obviously a long-term aspiration. You've made the point around the difficulties associated with capital expenditure. Um, certainly, w- we, uh, in terms of our assessment, um, we're, we're cognizant of the fact that there is a need for this relocation and it is important that it occurs. Um, from a risk perspective, um, we uh, identified that um, there were lots of things that the, the hospital were doing to try and mitigate the risk um, um, of the fact that they're not co-located alongside a general hospital. Um, and uh, we were satisfied that they were uh, putting measures in place to try and address this risk. But clearly, um, it, it would be preferable if it was uh, co-located alongside um, um, a, a main general hospital. I mean, what will absolutely amaze people here is that you actually found that the situation was generally reasonable in Limerick. And yet look at all the things we've pointed out that are a problem. Absolutely. I mean, the service um, that's provided is a good service. It's a safe service in terms of the, the outcomes that are achieved and, um, you know, the, 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 the really high-quality care that's provided. And I think um, uh, a lot of that, um, comes down to the, the hard work and quality of the staff providing those services in difficult circumstances. What we're looking to try and drive through this body of work is, um, I suppose, further progression in terms of maternity services um, across the country um, through the implementation of the National Maternity Strategy, which is at year four of a 10-year plan, um, and which we believe needs to be, um, I suppose, Uh, amplified in terms of its implementation uh, going forward. Okay. All right. Listen, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. Um, Concerning stuff in a lot of cases and a lot of listeners, I think we'll feel that this morning. The Head of Healthcare Regulation for HICWA, Sean Egan. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.